Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world. We round the net. So get ready and get set. Because we make it look easy. No sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east, to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to episode 39 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I'm the master of the left-handed compliment, apparently. <laughs> it is true. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Left-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be a game review since February has become extremely busy around here. But we will be back in March to give you a full episode again. But today we are going to be reviewing Epic Resort. From, it was fun. From Floodgate Games. Yeah, that's all we got time for. Check it out. Gotta go. Bye. Epic Resort is going to launch on Kickstarter sometime in March. So be on the lookout for that. But we have a prototype copy here that we were able to play. And uh, we're going to talk about it. So do you want to do the breakdown? You want me to do the breakdown this time? You. I did the last one. Break it down. Everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> so Epic Resort. The idea behind Epic Resort is that you have decided to create a resort for adventurers to come and relax after they've done adventuring. <laughs> yeah, I'm making up words. Don't care. <laughs> Just to see that look on your face. <laughs> so, yeah, after the adventurers get done adventuring and uh, they come hang out with you to lick their wounds and get better and just have a, a good old time. Hang out with your wang out. Yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> but you know what? You're not alone because apparently everybody on this island has opened a resort at the same time. Yeah, up to four up people, to four people have opened. Yeah. Maybe five. Maybe five. <laughs> So you are trying to open your resort. You basically start off low tech with a tiki hut and a beach, a spot on the beach that is yours to call home. And you try to expand out from there. And things like priests and warriors and engineers and warlords and berserkers and temptresses and all kinds of heroes, along with regular tourists, are coming to hang out at your uh, location. And, of course, you're trying to uh, staff your, your resort and also deal with monster attacks without hopefully bothering your heroes at least too much. You don't really care about the regular tourists as much. but if, You didn't anyway. <laughs> but if you can leave your <laughs> heroes alone and let them get rested and relaxed, uh, they're going to be a lot happier and score you points. This is a deck builder game and a resource management and worker worker placement a little bit. I mm. mean, kind of staffing your resort to decide how that's going to go. Two to four players, like we said. There is a variant that's being tested for a fifth player. And playtime, 
don't know. We were, what, an hour and a half? But that was with a lot of rules discussion over yeah. how I was trying so to break I'd the game. I'd say <laughs> 45 to 90, somewhere in there, depending on I the I think at max players. players yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, it has a base around kind of deck building idea. So you're going to have your uh, deck of cards that make up your workers that are going to be helping you out with your resort. So you start off with some apprentices, some street performers, and some lazy peons, which uh, don't knock the lazy peons. Just saying. (laughs) You only get three of them. You really wish you had more. Yeah, you do. (laughs) And their makeup is various things. I mean, you know, think a little bit of Kind of the Dominion side of things where some of them are going to help you actually staff. Some of them are going to help you get extra flair for uh, attracting flares, how you attract tourists and heroes to your spots. Uh, some of them will get you uh, base ones. I don't think really get you more gold, but they do allow you to train up into uh, more powerful staff. Uh, more powerful train workers. staff. Yeah, into train staff. So, the, you know, you'll get that mix. It's your typical, your first draw might be uh, you can't really staff anything or, you know, something like that, like you get in, say, a Dominion type deal. And then you're going to have, again, your Tiki Hut and your beach spot, and then you can expand out one more attraction is what it's called. So you can have up to three attractions. You can upgrade out of your Tiki Hut and your beach, and then you can have one additional one. So you're going to have a bunch of trained staff that you can hire. You're going to have heroes and tourists that you can attract to your attractions to get them to hang out with you. You're going to have your attractions that you can have so many tourists come to and need so much attention from your workers. Now there's a question for you. Yes. What the hell type of security is on this cruise ship <laughs> that all these monsters are getting on and wreaking havoc once they get to the island? It just happens. <laughs> it's one of those things. Check your luggage or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to have attractions that you can purchase for upgrading and or adding on to your resorts. And in a turn, you go through phases. Phase one, they call get to work which is simultaneous. Everybody does it at the same time. And that's just, uh, you draw your five cards from your worker deck that you've created, and then you decide from what you've drawn what you're going to staff in your attractions. And uh, whatever you can't staff, because each attraction has a staff requirement, however, under that staff requirement you are, you have to lose a tourist from that spot per worker that you don't have in place so in the top left corner of each attraction is your flair or your gold you earn and it starts at either a lot of flair and no gold and then it reaches balance in the middle all the way up to if you're fully stocked you don't get anything unless you understaff so as you're staffing these if you're fully stocked in tourists you understaff you that's how you're re- man, you're you're using your worker placement to manage your resources you if you're uh if you need a little bit more flair maybe you don't staff something that needs 3 you only staff one so you lose two uh two of your tourists cuz they're not enough staff to see to their pedicures and manicures <laughs> so they leave but then that uh, that uh, adjusts your balance of flair and gold so yeah the first thing you do is the removal of any tourists that are going to go away and then you gain whichever, whatever flair and gold you're going to gain for that round. We'll talk about this later, but we'll just, I'll mention it up front here. Your flair is always going to reset to zero. Your gold can carry over. All right. So then you go from there. We go into phase two. Now this starts with the first player or the harbor master. 
and this is actions attract higher and upgrade. So this, beginning with the starting player, you choose an action, one action that you're going to do on your turn, and it goes back and forth between all the players until everybody passes. First person to pass in the round will become the new harbor master for the next round. So actions you can take. You can attract tourists. So this is where you're going to spend some of your flair to look at what tourists came in on the dock from the ship. And uh, if you can afford one with the flair you have, you can pay for it and attract it. Uh, attracting tourists, basically it's going to tell you uh, what kind of tourists are coming with it, how many. And uh, some of them, you might get some bonus ones for if you have special attractions. So there's things like, uh, what is it, uh, relaxation, social, excitement. And, and if if you have an attraction that matches those icons, you can get some bonus tourists to come your way. So you'll see how many a tourist cubes, basically, you get to collect from attracting that tourist card. And you'll put those on your resorts how you want to. The caveat being if you've attracted tourists for a special type of attraction, so those bonus ones, they have to go on that attraction. And then that card will get discarded. So you're just kind of filling up your resort that way. There's a season pass holder thing, which is part of the four-player game. So we didn't deal with it, but it's basically another another tourist that's always there. It's there throughout the game and can be once per round because it gets locked. And then the lot comes off uh, when you go into the next round. So it's just another tourist that you can attract. You can attract a hero. Again, heroes are going to come in with the regular tourists on the dock. These, again, you attract with your flair. They have a shield and a health. Uh, so you're going to put them. You decide which attraction of yours that they're hanging out at. They come in at their starting health. Basically, they are there to rest, relax, and maybe if you ask them to defend your attraction for a cost of health. And then oh, and, and they might have some abilities too. And some of the abilities are they happen as soon as you recruit them onto your resort. So if it's possible to do, you have to do it. And some of them have constant always on abilities. And then you can hire a worker. So if you hire a worker, basically um you if there are some basic workers out that you can hire, you can just straight up hire those. Uh, pay their cost, which they're, all the basics are zero cost. You can add those to your deck or you can use their, the basic workers all tend to have train abilities. So you can train up and some of the ones you buy have train abilities too. So you can train up a worker. And by doing that, typically what's going to happen is you put it back into the pile to be bought again by another player. You go ahead and, and select your other worker that you're going to do and then you lock that pile. So that pile. Uh, is not going to be accessible for the rest of this round by any other player, including you. Uh, it's locked down, and that worker actually goes to your hand instead of your discard pile like some deck-building games. And then we go to, and of course, hired workers, uh, they're worth staff. Uh, some of them are worth staff. Some of them are worth more staff. So it can, you know, we were playing with some that were like up to three staff. So you, you can play one card to staff a place, and it can be up to three. Some of them are... Depending on like, you know, the social, the relaxation, all that kind of stuff, they might be worth more. And some of them have special ability kind of things that you can get as well. So that's kind of higher the workers. And then you can upgrade an attraction. Basically, you can upgrade your resort uh, is kind of how I look at it. So you have three piles. They're worth one victory point at the end, two victory points at the end, or three victory points at the end. You get to see the basically the top card and the next card that's going to replace it in each attraction pile. If you can afford the gold cost, 
you can buy the one that's out. So you can buy an attraction and put it in. Like I said, you have three spots in your resort that you can use. If you have the empty spot, you can just put it there. If you're upgrading a spot, you're upgrading with a higher level attraction. So your two basic Tiki Hut and Beach, those are zero levels. So you can buy anything from the one, two, or three. But if you buy, say, the two and replace it, if you want to upgrade it later, you have to buy from the three-level stack. And those tend to have more spots for tourists, so you can potentially collect more flair and more gold. They also tend to have abilities on them, the upgrade uh, attractions. And those abilities are locked until it's fully staffed. If you fully staff that attraction, then you can use that ability once per turn, and then it'll lock, and then the lock will clear at the end of the game, So, or at the end of the round. You can pass. If you pass, like we said before, the uh, first player to pass becomes the new harbor master. If the current harbor master is the first person to pass, a gold token will go on the harbor master card. And then those will kind of build up until whoever is the first person to pass that's not that current harbor master will not only get first player, but they'll get that string of gold that's kind of been collecting on the card. There are some free actions that you can take at any time and as basically as many times as you want. So this is above and beyond your action that you declared you're going to take. Uh, you can use a worker's discard ability. So these are things like the big ones are more gold, more flair. You can use those abilities and your attractions ability. So if you were fully staffed and you want to use that attraction ability, you can use it for free. You'll put a lock marker on that. So that'll be a one-time thing. The worker discard abilities are, of course, per worker. Uh, you have to discard them to use them. So if you have multiples, you can discard multiple. And then we go into phase three, which is when the ship arrives. Now, this is where we're at a point where we're going to see new tourists, new heroes. The oldest card, which is the furthest one away from the deck, that one's going to get discarded. Everything's going to shift down, and then you're going to fill your dock back up to, depending on the number of players, how many cards are in the dock, two-player game, it's six cards. As you are filling that up, though, there are also attack and double attack cards mixed into the dock. So the ship arrives, like Jordan said earlier, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, how's it going, warrior? How about that dragon you just brought in behind you? You didn't see that on the ship? <laughs> so if an attack or a double attack card comes up, you have to deal with that. And of course, as it sounds, you know, you get an attack. That's one. You get to deal with one monster. Double attack. You're going to deal with two monsters. For an attack, there's a monster deck, which is a, a level one, level two, level three monsters, and they're put in order one, two, you know, level ones, levels twos, level threes. And you'll flip whatever the top one is over. It's going to tell you. Uh, well, the, the attack card will tell you which attraction is getting attacked. The monster is going to tell you which player's attraction is getting attacked. So the attack card might say the middle uh, attraction, if you have all three. And then the monster might say, all right, well, whoever has the most tourists, that's whose middle attraction is getting attacked. So it's things like most tourists, most heroes, things like that we, we kind of saw. So it, it kind of tells you if there's a tie, ties are broken clockwise beginning with the Harbor Master. And if the Harbor Master has changed because of a pass, you're still going by the current Harbor mm -hmm. Master for that tie. And then you deal with the monster. There's various things that can happen depending on how you fight the monster. If, if it's attacking a place where you got one of your heroes, your hero can opt to defend or maybe I'll go to the beach now. 
since your tiki hut is getting attacked, so it can dodge, uh, except for the priest was right. The priest was priest one cannot, that cannot dodge. So you can decide if your hero is kind of helping out your resort or not. If the hero is helping, then the hero automatically takes a hit, and then you look at its shields versus the monster shield, so strength for strength kind of thing. And if anything boils over, you lose tourists. Yeah. So, yeah, anything that boils over uh, goes to tourists that are at the attraction. And then if the hero is at zero health, it goes away. You lose that hero. The other thing it can be, if you don't have a hero there and you have a tourist there, it's just going to basically eat tourists up until it's health, whatever its strength was, or you're out of tourists. If it is an empty attraction without heroes or without tourists, you're going to start taking damage, and it's just one damage. But other than your basics, most of the attractions are two, can only take two health or two damage before they are discarded. But your lazy peon, you can actually remove your lazy peon from the game and avoid the attack altogether. That's what we're saying. They're, they're feed them to the nice. monster. Yeah, just feed them to the monster and be done with it. So they can't really help you with staffing or anything like that, but they can sure save your attractions in an instant. So once you've resolved whatever's going to happen with the monster, it goes in the discard pile and you keep going until you've filled up your dock. So you might get multiple attacks, you might not. But once your dock is full, then we move on to phase four, which is cleanup. All the locks come off. Everything is discarded. Any uh, workers that you had working for your attractions, staffing, they go in your discard pile. Any cards you haven't played yet, they go in your discard pile. Basically, you're starting fresh. Like we said up front, your flare goes away. But your gold carries over, all the locks go away, and you basically start over, start the next round, drawing back up to five and rinse and repeat. Uh, the end game is, well, okay, We one thing I didn't say is in cleanup also, if you have heroes in your resort that are at full health, they go into a score pile. They're all very happy. They've made it through your resort, hung out, they're full health. They go into your score pile. And that's basically a big chunk of your points for this game for a win condition. And when they score off, for every hero that scores off, a car, a monster card gets comes off and goes into the discard. So it's one monster, one more monster you don't have to fight later. And it's kind of helps tick down the game because uh, what you're doing is at the end of the cleanup phase, you're also looking at your monster pile. And if there are still monsters to potentially attack, you keep going. If there aren't, you've ended the game and you go ahead and start scoring. Scoring is uh, basically whatever points your heroes are worth, whatever points your upgraded attractions are worth. Most points has the most epic resort and wins the game. All right. Anything I miss, sir? Probably. Uh, I agree. <laughs> there are tiebreakers as well in case there's a tie on points. Well, we didn't need that. Today. Yeah, but we didn't need that because I thoroughly lost. <laughs> <laughs> if Jeff ever goes into hotel management, don't visit. You will be eaten. Yeah. Well, see, here's, <laughs> here, here's, here's the cool thing about this game. So your hero, you're, you're bugging everybody except for your workers. <laughs> that's, that's the nice thing. Yeah. Hey, tourists. Uh, why don't you go see what that dragon wants? <laughs> hey, hero. Uh, want to help me out here? Hey, apprentice. Never mind. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep flipping the burgers, pouring the wine. So yeah, your workers are never really endangered, but yeah, your tourists and your heroes are potential, and your attraction. It's well, I guess that way the tour the workers are in danger. They could be unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
components. Not really going to talk about components a whole lot because this was a prototype and it was uh, very, very clearly a prototype. I know Ben, for, uh, this is coming from Floodgate Games, and I think I mentioned that, but this is a prototype to get it out, get it in in reviewers' hands. Uh, so it's a very rough cut. I knew that going in. Uh, he explained it as well in a letter that came with. So what we're potentially going to get, though, I mean, we can talk a little bit about that. I mean, it, it's uh, very card driven at the moment. So, which makes sense with a deck builder. Uh, you're going to get some potentially cubes and tokens and, and, you know, little chits and stuff like that. Cubes for the tourists right now. There's, a, there's a lot to this game. There, I mean, it takes up a, a decent amount of table space, even for just a two player game. Well, it doesn't change much by number of players other than what you have in your hand, your, your little space in front of you. Uh, but it, it takes up some table space. It's, it's, there's a lot, a lot going on here with the three different piles for attractions, which are bigger cards. Uh, your nine is, ends up being total in the middle. I think it was. Because yeah. you got your six random and then the three that three, are always three out. Base, yep. Uh, and then your, your deck, your, 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 your dock. dock. Yeah. So there, there's a lot going on. There's a, there's a lot of components that will potentially be coming with this game and, and, uh, it's done really well. Beyond, so is there anything you wanted to kind of say about the components? I, like you said, it's. No, nah, there's, there's really nothing. Like you said, this is very, very, very prototype, you know. Yeah. So mechanics, then we'll just go ahead and go right into mechanics. What did you think of the mechanics overall in this one? Other than the one boogaboo that definitely needs clarification, there was nothing really wrong or counterintuitive on how things function. Occasionally we had to refer to the rule book to try to get clarification on a keyword kind of a thing or, or review a card versus another card that appears to be doing the same thing. But we, we seem to have come to an understanding of how everything works. And I think mechanically how the cards interact, how the monsters work, how the dock works, how all the aspects of the game work. I think it's very solid. Yeah. And like I said, this is coming out sometime in March for the Kickstarter, which is still just the Kickstarter. Anything can change even through the run of the Kickstarter and whatnot. I mean, but it, it is a solid game as it is. There are a couple of things. Yeah. That I'll, I'll probably go back and ask Ben about that definitely need clarification as far as uh, we're concerned just from there's at least one card as it sits right now we don't see how it really functions and it's just one hero but nothing to take away from the game and and I think once we have that clarification we could find you know we could find that it works just fine just mm-hmm. just need a couple definitions so yeah j- there's just a couple minor things and once we got into it once we got into the groove of the actual game there was nothing i mean this was a really solid game yeah, there's a couple cards like first couple times maybe we saw them but being the game players that we are <laughs> we were Stud. able to come to a consensus on our own for mo- for a lot of the things that we kind of question which if you ever really actually sit down and play games with Jordan and I you I don't know. Don't, 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 don't ruin the mystique. <laughs> don't, man. There, there's a lot of debate that happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, mechanically, this works really good. You know, there, there have been a lot of deck builder type things that come out and some good, some bad. I mean, obviously Dominion made this big rush, but I, I like how this kind of works out and I do want to see some of those other cards the other workers and stuff. I liked the idea behind this at first, you know, like when we first put them out, I was really like, mm, there's really only four of each of these workers, but at least in a two player game, it didn't really matter much. And a lot of the ability, the train abilities put them back in play. Yeah. So you're constantly rebuilding some of those decks anyway, cause you're putting them right back out in play. So that was, that was kind of cool. I, I liked that part. The resource management, 
part of it or the uh, the worker placement management part of it, I guess, was interesting as well, staffing up the things. There are a couple things there I think we're a little – sometimes it's like, well, why should I bother to staff? Mm-hmm. Which is somewhat counterintuitive, I think, to wanting to run a successful resort. You, you want it fully staffed at all times, if you can, kind of thing. But your, Yours was. Just kept getting people eating. Yeah. <laughs> There was a benefit there. <laughs> so, yeah, that part is is a little iffy, but overall, everything really was nice and worked well. And that probably goes more into theme than really mechanics. Rules, we've got a rough rule book right now. I know that. And that's another thing that Ben apologized for. He, there, you know, He's working on the visuals for it. But what I'll say is what we did and, and getting it all set up and everything, we did without visuals. And it wasn't really that bad at all to set See, up. See, that's what this book, that's the only thing this book is missing. There's no visual examples, but all the iconography from the game is in here. And it's broken down by by phase and everything. So if the final product has something like this with, with pictures, yeah. uh, it'll be a good rule book. Yeah, it's it's solid. I mean, we were able to, we came into this pretty cold mm-hmm. and played and it wasn't long into the game. We were yeah, because you hadn't even fully read the rules yet by the time no, I started. I had read the rules. I've, read, I've gone through the rules twice. It's just been a, quite a bit of space between the oh, two. Okay. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a refresher for sure. I mean, but I hadn't, what I hadn't done was pull out all the components and look at them to match to what I had read. Mm. So that was where it was like, mm, what does that mean? Uh, what what token is that supposed to be kind of thing? Teachability, again, I don't know if I'd say gateway game. It's, it's not a bad game, though. I mean, I could see I could see Megan and stuff playing this and, and maybe potentially liking it. For deck builders, I think so. Yeah, and then she's, she likes Dominion. So I think if, if somebody really likes deck builders. I, don't, so. I think this is... Not in a bad way, even more simple than Dominion mm-hmm. until they throw out like seven, you know, expansions, <laughs> expansions <Yeah>. right? <laughs> so, yeah, my class this is a general gateway, but definitely a deck builder gateway. I might, that's what yeah. I might say. But, you know, kind of like what we were saying, I mean, we got through the rules. We, we went into uh, quite a bit of it cold. So teachability, I think, is fine, especially once you've kind of played it once. And if you're the one teaching it, it's not bad. Like I said, the, a couple of clarifications later, it's going to be a super solid game to teach. We just got a couple of questions still mm-hmm. outstanding. So theme, what did you think of the theme? I really like the theme here. It is, it's evident everywhere. You got like the surfing priest and the, the warrior in the bathing suit, you know, the, so the fantasy, you know, the FRPG element is there. And then it's contrasting the serious player, the serious RPG characters to well, the tiki hut and then. Yeah. A beach, and then the lo- the the advanced the, the dragon flame hot yeah, tub, exactly, and, <laughs> and the, you know the boar roast. So there's yeah. it, it's there the both the the FRPG aspect of it and the the tropical resort aspect of it is it's both there and evident. It, thematically, I think it's really strong and also really enjoyable. Yeah, I really like the theme on this one too. It was a lot of fun to do that. And a lot of what we're looking at now, since it is still a prototype, was uh, still even like sketch art. And I can't wait to see some of that stuff filled in. Because mm-hmm. uh, the art that we do have that is final is really nice and, yep. and lends itself really well to this theme. I'm on board with this. I'm on board with running the resort for the heroes afterwards, uh, after they're done, you know, tackling whatever adventure they're on. So, fun factor slash overall, what, what do you got for us? 
I really like it. I think this is a very fun game. I think this uh, will scale well two to four, even if they do the fifth player variant rules, if that comes to pass. I think uh, at any play level, I think this is uh, would be a very fun game. I agree. We've played the game. We're looking forward to actually playing it some more. So th- Oh, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's there are a lot of games we say that with. It's just the timing of it. But if we can, I'd actually like to see this, see what Megan thinks of this one, too, now that I've got a game or two under my my belt. So I agree with you. I mean, this is solid. I I like the theme of it. I like the comical nature of the, like I said, running the resort for the heroes when after they've, they've done what they need to do and they need to relax now. So this isn't, you know, just strictly or... Well, you know, this isn't your strictly Red Dragon Inn type, which is fine too. I love that game too for mm-hmm. what it is. The Sorry, after, Nate. Yeah, the after the adventure thing. Yeah, you but know, this is taking it kind of to that next level. It's got it's, the same kind of cheekiness as like Dungeon Pets, Dungeon Lore, a Keeper. You know, those kind of things where it's the flip side of the RPG. Mm-hmm. There, you're the evil. Here, you're the entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely one to check out. Again, this is a Floodgate Games. It's Epic Resort, and it should be on Kickstarter in March. Well, there you go. That's what we're doing. This will be our last uh, All Us Geeks for February. Or I could have just stopped it last, All Us Geeks, I guess. (laughs) We will be back in March with a full episode. And, of course, we will be back with more games to talk about and review. So I'm Jeff King. And I am the Canadian. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the GeekCast Network. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other podcasts with a geek culture slant, head over to geekcastnetwork.com, where you will find podcasts such as Almost Podcast, a fan-driven companion podcast for the Almost Human television show, The GeekCast Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at geekcastnetwork.com. Oh,